This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, Spotifyers. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Okay, welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. So... The playoffs, massive game on the weekend, Barnsley against Swansea. We did a couple of pre-match videos, getting the hype train going, and I think the the game lived up to all the uh, all the hype. Everyone was excited, and it was a good watch. And we come away with a one 0 win away from home. So to discuss that and to look ahead to the second leg, I've got Lee joining me again. So welcome back, Lee. Alan Hello. Also joined with the boys from the Send Him Off podcast. So we've got Alex and Samuel. So. Welcome for your debut, boys. All right. Thank you. Thank um, you. And I'll be honest, technically, it's not Alex's debut because we did actually... <laughs> this video, as you can probably tell, is a couple of days later than you would probably expect. And that's because we did record something on Tuesday, an hour-long one. And uh, it broke, basically, while we were recording it and didn't realise until the day after when I was trying to edit. So <laughs> apologies for the late upload on this and for the unfortunate circumstance we had to do it twice but welcome uh, welcome both again and um, if you want to introduce yourself and uh, where to find you then sam go for it yeah so uh we're send them off podcast uh we chat every week just about football i think uh we're not quite as uh as technical as these boys but uh we like to have a laugh we uh we we're like a squad builder we like a discussion uh you can find us on uh spotify apple everywhere uh send them off uh we're on instagram at send them off podcast twitter at send them off pod c1 and we're on youtube as well if you just search send them off podcast I'll have to go you on YouTube. You can see how much cleaner that was. It's a good job that I was got cut because <laughs> that was far cleaner than what I did. Nah, you, you put, <laughs> nah, it's fine. Yours was fine. I'll have to go on YouTube. And I even plugged I think... my own. I was shameless and I even plugged my own Instagram. <laughs> nah, so... it's fine. Don't <laughs> no, you can do that at the end again if you want. But yeah, I haven't seen your YouTube channel yet. I've seen your on Spotify. That's where I've listened to your stuff, but I'll have to go on your YouTube as well. But, um, to be fair, there's not a lot on there yet. <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's fine. We'll get it going. Um, okay, so... Let's get straight to it then. So we'll talk about, first of all, the first legs. So obviously, there's two games. We have Barnsley and Swansea, obviously, the game that we're most interested in. But we do have an interest in the other because it could potentially be a team that we might play against if we happen to come through the second leg with a positive outcome. So Bournemouth and Brentford. So results were, as I already mentioned, Barnsley nil, Swansea won, and Bournemouth won, Brentford nil. So we'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But we'll focus first of all on Barnsley against Swansea. So I just want to ask everyone. So we'll start with the guests. So Alex, if you want to go first, thoughts and sort of overview of the first leg match against Barnsley. Well, we we did speak it. We spoke about it on Tuesday, as, as we yeah. know. I admitted, I confessed, I didn't actually watch the game. I kept up with it. I was in the gym. I spoke to you about it. You know, yeah. I was in the gym, keeping up with it, bits and pieces. 
Um, Dan Juma scored. He's been, you know, he's been on five. And Bournemouth have been, you know, they've been playing pretty well this season. I personally think I didn't, you know, mention this to you last time, but I personally think they were quite unlucky not to get top two because I feel like with the squad they've got, I know, you know, it all depends on how you play on the season, but the squad they've got, they are, yeah, I think good enough to go straight back up because they they have gone to most of their players, most of their quality players as well. Yeah. Um... All right, well, I, I was going to start with Swansea Barnsley. If you've seen this, we went with Bournemouth, then I'll carry it on. So, Sam. Derailed it out. You've derailed it already. <laughs> oh, my God. We've been, we've been on this podcast. We've been on this podcast five minutes. We've already ruined it. No, like, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Do you Swansea Well, at least we've got an outtake now. That's going straight on TikTok. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there we are. See, but, this, is uh, why Sam on. this is why Sam does the talk. And I just <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. I just, just <laughs> oh, want to confirm, yeah. you did watch the Swansea game, but he, he was on the wrong wavelength and he, he thought I was asking about the set of the other playoff. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on that note, Sam, oh, Bournemouth and Brentford, then, what did you think of that game if you watched any of it? I actually did watch that game. Um, I thought it was a decent game, to be fair. I thought it was quite end-to-end. Um, it was one of them games that sort of, like, if Brentford had won... 1-0, then I'd probably be sat here and saying exactly the same thing, just the other way around. It was just one of them games that could have gone either way. Bournemouth, were, they did really impress me, to be fair, because I did sort of feel like Brentford had lost their teeth a little bit. They'd lost their bite, uh, sort of. I didn't see, you know, everyone, everyone went into that game talking about, about Ivan Tony and everything, and I did, he, he didn't really see it. Whereas, maybe in the second leg, we will. You never know. But, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was sort of left wanting more from Brentford. Well, I, I don't want more from them. I, I, I'm quite happy with yeah. them showing less. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm quite, I, I'm quite happy with them and doing that as well. But you know, as for, if I was watching as a neutral, yeah, then yeah, yeah it, that's fair. Yeah, from that point of view. Okay, Lee, what do you think? Yeah, it's all right, Alex. I know exactly how you feel because I let Luke steer the ship and I just uh, sort this, of follow on behind. One of them days for me, mate. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry, but it was funny. It was funny. Go on. Luke. <laughs> on the uh, on on the Brentford game, oh no, I agree with what Sam said. I like. I was expecting a lot more from Brentford, but I said the other day I was surprised at how open they were. We we say about like how arrogant Thomas Frank can be, and especially the way he sets up his teams to be that open away uh, from home in a, in a in a playoff game. I just thought it was a bit, you know, it was a bit strange because they got caught out so many times. Um, what it seemed like to me in the bits that I saw, um, they just seemed to be getting caught out all the time. Um, so yeah, and I think they they got what they deserved really. I know they should have scored. They missed a massive setter, didn't they? That and Buemo, Buemo did. yeah. Um, so they could probably you'd probably argue that they should have had a draw, but no, I think they deserve to lose that one. Well, I did last time we recorded this video, briefly touched on the stats. Brentford did have fifty eight percent possession, they had more shots by two, however only one was on target. But the key thing for me, three big chances created and three big chances missed. So you mentioned that one by Mbuemo, but I only caught that because I only saw the like last twenty minutes of the game. But they've missed another two. So um I was just speaking with Sam as well before the video, but um, for me, Brentford always have this thing where they look at their XG, they always look at their stats and analytics. They always say, like, you know, I'm not worried, uh, or the coaches will say, like, I'm not worried, uh, you know, the stats say we're doing well, we're doing what we need to be doing, we're creating all the chances, you know, the XG is high, we're the highest in the league, blah, blah, blah. And that's all well and good, especially over a league season, because probably it is going to make a difference, and, you know, their league position third in the league, you can't argue with that. You well, you could argue that period where they drew all those games. They should have done better and potentially got second. However, in a knockout competition, which the playoffs is, is that sort of mentality and attitude the right one? Because they've now got one chance left to make sure they make these chances count. Because if they don't, they're not going to Wembley. Like, if they don't score a goal, they're not going to Wembley. So if they miss another three big chances they create... It's, it's over, so I, I don't know. Maybe they need to... I mean, it's one of that You don't really want to see a club necessarily change in the way they play for a certain game in it, but uh, like Lee said, maybe they were a bit too open and if you're not going to be clinical, then... Yeah, I don't know what it's you think complete, it's the complete. It's the complete opposite to us, really, though, isn't it? Because the yeah. stats say that, you know, and all this XG stuff says that we're not, you know, we don't score goals and we don't play well. Um, but people say about Steve Cooper being... Like a good competition manager, and that's what we, that's what you sort of saw in, in parts of the season where we were just yeah. I wouldn't say not I wouldn't say not in the game, but just you know doing what we got to do to win the game, and that's what he'll do now throughout the playoffs. So yeah, it's just a complete 
sort of opposite the Brentford. One, really. one thing I've always said, though, no matter what season it is, no matter you know who you are, form always goes out the window yeah. in the playoffs. Wherever you are, form always for us. It's always Cardiff and the playoffs. That's <laughs> form doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got to turn up. Simple as that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to dwell too much on this match. We will uh, potentially have more to talk about Brentford or Bournemouth uh, after the weekend. Maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll having, get to uh, uh, talk more about Thomas Frank after that. Having <laughs> said that, though, before we move on quickly, I still I'm still going to stick my neck on the line like I did on Tuesday. I'm going to stick with it, and I think Brentford are going to turn it around at home, though. Well, we'll we'll stick our necks on the line at the end and come to predictions overall. <laughs> but uh, you can think about what the score will be and let us know. <laughs> we already predicted it, but maybe it will change after we've seen the first leg. Okay, so Alex, let's try this again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's so what? Do what? What? Do do? <laughs> Webber's going to be listening. He's going to enjoy that first bit. So. <laughs> He's going to love it. What do you make of the first leg between Barnsley and Swansea? Which Swansea won right, one I, nil. I did watch this one, and it, it was a good game. I didn't. I didn't particularly like. You know, it wasn't our best performance, <clears> um, but I thought we were solid. And uh, you know, the big, the big talking point obviously was Ayew's goal. Great finish. You, like I, you know, I said to you on Tuesday, for 89 minutes, you can go missing. But for that one minute, for that one more man, deal turn up. Yeah. And that's all you need. But I think defensively, we were solid. Um, Cabango, Guy, fantastic game. Norton, fantastic game. Um, even Bidwell played quite well. So, I can't I can't really have any complaints. I didn't Tuesday, and I don't really know. Like I've had time to think since Tuesday as well. I think we all have. I see. I keep referring to Tuesday games yeah. when we record it. We're referring but to I, the I, last I, time we actually had this conversation yeah. rather than the game exactly, itself. Exactly, yeah. But like I've had time to reflect on what we were talking about, and I still, you know, I I stick by. It. I can't really argue with it because I I take that result all day, especially yeah. from home. Sam. Yeah, um, I thought it was probably one of the best like team performances I've seen from us um, all season. Like I think every time I've watched them, and I've not seen every game, but I reckon I've probably seen a good eighty-five percent of the games this season. Um, at times, unfortunately, um, but I feel like there's been like. Some performances, like the Cardiff game where we beat them up there, we, was a good team performance. But other times we've like sort of scraped through games and Ayu's come to save us. Like like the Reading game, we didn't play particularly well, and then Ayu came on. And I know we drew, but it's sort of been driven by individuals this year. Whereas I feel like this was a real team <clears throat> performance this yeah. time. And I think I think Cooper got spot on with the selection as well. Um, in terms of like when I saw Connor Roberts wasn't on the team sheet. I, my eyebrows were raised and I've got quite large eyebrows. So <laughs> that, that's quite substantial when they're raised. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Norton was superb. I think it was exactly the right choice, exactly the right choice to play. I had to drop Bennett as well and play Cabango. Cause that, that is it. DK, uh, Daryl DK. He's a nightmare. He, he was so strong. Um, so I think Cabango was exactly what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I think I agree with a lot of what you said there, but Lee, what have you got to say? Oh, not really much to add on that, to be honest. I think uh, spot on with the team performance, just as a unit, sort of defensively, we were we were perfect. And I'd go as far as and uh, to say that that was like a perfect template of how to play in a way, playoff leg. Just be solid. And I was praying for a draw before the game. All day, I just thought, just get a draw, get a draw and bring it back to Liberty. And we'll go from there, sort of come away. 1-0 up and defend like that, I think. Uh, yeah, it was a quality result. Um, uh, yeah, I was surprised that... I was quite surprised that he um, didn't play Bennett. I thought he might play him just because of his experience. But yeah, Cabango was, uh, was outstanding. So I think like Cooper got everything spot on tactically selection. It was just uh, spot on. Yeah. Uh, interesting you mentioned about the Connor Roberts thing because uh, I, I had Ben Bloom on the channel uh, last week and we were discussing. That was one of the key points. And also when I watched his um, pre-match video for for the game, he actually picked Connor Roberts out as the key man. Um, that could make a difference. And I said to him, I was like, Ben, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. And he was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, like I think uh, one point for me there. But um, Norton definitely did a solid job. But like you said, he's proved why he's there because he did the job. We were going there to be a bit tight, to catch him on the break. And I think Norton is the one you pick for that because... Not slating Roberts, he's been fantastic this season, but he definitely suits the wing-back role more because it allows him to get forward, and I think that's where his strengths lie. I don't think necessarily, like, balls in the air and, um, like, defending 
quite a lot is his strength. He can defend, don't get me wrong, he's a good defender. But his strength is when maybe he's able to push up in them forward positions, which is why he's played some games as a winger as well. Like, he wouldn't be playing there if he, if he wasn't, you know, good going forward. Um, but yeah, as a whole team performance thing, I think you're right when you've all mentioned the team performance uh, was, was massive. I tweeted out after the game saying they showed a lot of passion. I think there's been times this season where people have criticised that, but I don't think that's something that you can criticise. You're in the playoffs now and they're showing that they want to be there and they want to get to that next step. But yeah, let's uh, let's touch on something that Alex said, and he said moment of brilliance for one person in particular. Andre Ayew, so he did score the goal that made the difference. 1-0. It was before half-time. Um, specifically on the 39th minute. So I'll just give a brief description of the goal. So he's out, um, out and wide. Norton plays the ball through. I believe like Barnsley lose the ball to they in the midfield. Norton wins it back. Andre Ayew is like very close on the line, bending his run to sort of run back towards <laughs> the Barnsley goal. And he get, gets played in by Carl Norton. Very good vision from Norton to quickly turn that around and play on the other foot, if you like. But Andre Ayew's in, he goes wide. Um, you know, he does his classic, he cuts on to his left foot. Gets a little bit of space away from the defender, who, to be fair, was he did stick with him quite well, but he just couldn't get close enough, and Andre Ayew managed to bend the ball, finesse it into the, the left-hand side of the goal. Um, I think it was a fantastic goal. A big goal for a big game from a big player. So what do you think about that, Sam? What do you think about Andre Ayew's performance and his goal? I mean, we touched on him when you guys came on our show and we did our playoff preview, um, yeah. where quite for quite a lot of the season, me and Alex in the group chat, I'd be like, oh, if you goes, we'll be okay. I was like, we'll I be fine. Like, yeah. yeah. And and then the Reading game was a massive turning point for us where we went, oh, actually, <laughs> I, I, really, I really don't know anymore. Um, he was he was superb the other day. I thought, I thought they all were, to be fair. But I mean, he's going to be... The standout guy, isn't he, that everybody talks about? He grabbed the back pages because of the goal. But, uh, yeah, he deserved it. Like, quite often this season, I think, you know, he's been... I think Mark Gurry said when he got the Man of the Match award, and he said, oh, I thought it was Andre Ayew. And, like, a few of them have said that this season. I think he is the guy who gets the headlines. Sometimes other people have deserved it. But I think, yeah, particularly on, t- on Monday, we needed a player of his stature. He, he turned up. He's such a big game player. He's yeah. such a big game player. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything to add on that then, uh, Alex? Not really. Like Sam said, you know, we have been pretty critical of him this season, and I've, I, you know, I've not been a massive fan of him since we went down because I thought he's on far too much money, not worth it. May as well, you know, ship him off, keep the wages, and. I don't know, get a few other boys in or promote some of the, the boys from the academy, I, I, whatever it is. But it's moments like this and games like this where you start to think, actually, you know, paying him all that money is worth it, keeping him in the club is worth it. And, you know, the goals, you, you can't argue with the goals, can you? It's no. as simple as that. If he'll score you the goals, then you're not going to ask how much he's on. You're not going to yeah. worry about it. Yeah, definitely. And Lee, um, I think we've mentioned in a few videos about him cutting in from the right-hand side. And how putting him out there in the first place makes a difference from playing him through the middle. So we've got yeah, anything okay. to add from that aspect. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to say, really. Like, I, I agree with the boys because um, when he was playing in the middle, he's not a striker. He's just, he is quite ineffective in, well, in a lot of games this season when they played him through the middle. Um, and I think because we relied relied on him so much that when we had our bad spell, it became a case of if you mark Ayu out of the game, we're done. Um but then we were crying out for him to just move him out to the wing or something. Um, and since he's made that um, and put him out there and give him a bit more space, he's uh, he's gone up another le- a level again. So, yeah, I think that's made a massive difference. And we saw that then on the on on Monday when he sort of fl- like floats into those spaces behind the, especially behind the wing backs when a team are playing a back five, and he just yeah, and they they just they they can't seem to pick him up. So, yeah, fair, fair play to him. Yeah, to be fair, I think. Uh, on, sorry. I was going to say, I think that could probably be said of Jamal Lowe as well. I oh, think yeah. Since he's been out on that left side, he's looked so much more comfortable. So yeah. much, like, he's looked so much more dangerous as well. It's, like, he was he was outstanding on Monday. But let's be honest, I think he, he, could have, really uh, he could have maybe 
stole the headlines if that uh, run oh, and, and finish had mm, actually hit yeah, the back of the net right. where he's like tiptoeing around left right left right with his feet a little bit of magic daps there and uh, tries finessing it the other side into the other side of the net but keeps it a little bit too high if that goes in, oh, right. maybe maybe that's a better goal than uh, are you? Well, that would have been class. If he scored that, that would have been absolutely Without class. question, that's a better goal. Without yeah. question. Not oh, not yeah. saying that Ayus isn't good, but it's just because you have the run as well. Yeah. In that case, but um, yeah. He's, uh, well, you know, giving him run for his money, I guess that's what we wanted. Not just Ayus scoring the goals and looking a threat. So good, very good all round. And I think just while we're talking about the attack, just to keep us, well, just to tick that off, if you like, but um. As much as Liam Cullen maybe was a bit quiet, I think, him just being there, doing his job as a number nine, allowed the other two to be a little bit more of a threat. So if one of them's quiet, the other two are having a threat. I think that's a good contribution all round. Because on another game, it would be the other way round. And Liam Cullen is the one that's uh, getting into dangerous positions. But the fact that they're all helping each other play to their best, I mm. think um, he deserves a shout out for that because, you know, his performance in terms of what he did on the ball probably wasn't his best game, but it allowed. I suppose it's the whole it's similar to like I mean, when you think of Liverpool's front three, who's the one that doesn't get the headlines? Yeah, for me, it's Firmino. I guess, yeah. He's yeah. there to do what he's meant to do for the other two to shine, and yeah. I, I feel like that is exactly why Cullen was in the team and exactly what he did yeah. at the day. Yeah, and he did yeah, that. I think in well. time, in time, his role will adapt and he will be the. The sort of the star man, but this for for the sake of having him on the field, just for that, I think it was invaluable. And even the experience he got just by being in a uh, yeah. playoff semi final. Yeah, it says uh, it says a lot though that uh, Cooper picked him to uh, to start really, and you could sort of you can sort of tell like last couple of games of the season that that's the way he was going, and he yeah. only just come back from injury. So the fact he hasn't had a lot of experience and he's been injured, and the fact that he starts him in the playoff. Game says what he thinks about him, and yeah, I, yeah, I think like definitely trust he him. He's the nine that we've been missing, even if it's just like you said, like the Firmino role where he's just ma- he's just making the right runs, he's doing the right thing as a striker. Um, and yeah, it's just freed up low and low and IU, and it's worked perfectly. And I'd I'd love to see what what would have happened if he stayed fit, Cullen, because he was brilliant in an FA Cup game when he scored two. Yeah, and then uh, I'd love to know what he would have done then, building on that until the end of the season. So. Yeah, yeah. Just on that you know, point as way, well. Right? Sorry, on, I was, I was just say, in a way, briefly, I'm in two minds: whether I want to go up and whether I don't. And you know, it's a stupid thing to say, but I know if we stay where we are in the championship, Cullen's going to get all the game time because, yeah. without a doubt, if he was, you know, started yeah. to sort of push his way into the team this season, without a doubt, he'll be in the team next season. Will he be in the team next season if we go up? I think he'd still be maybe right. number two. Like they bring in maybe a number two, but I I don't think he's gonna like he's not gonna have the season Dan James had or Joe Roden. Maybe not, but I'm sure if you I'm ask sure Callum what he would wrong. rather, he'd probably rather have Premier League. Yeah, he's not, not going to turn it down. In it. Yeah, he's not like, down. you're right. Though. It works across the board because like they've, you know, we've got like Cabango and uh, and Latibodia yeah, and these sort of young players in the squad. That if we did, you know, if we didn't go up, then they'd be seeing a lot more game time again, a lot more experience and. I don't know how much, maybe maybe Cabango a bit more, but you know someone like Latibodia yeah, as well probably won't get a lot of game time if we uh, if we do go up. So yeah, I do. Yeah. Maybe maybe one year too early. Well, we well yeah, exactly. I think, Look, I think we haven't gone up yet, guys. So yeah. let's uh, let's just wait. I was going to say we've got to win two games. Let's let's, let's not yeah, get ahead no, of no, ourselves no. now. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> rein that in we're a little talk, bit. We're just talking about the young talent that we've got. That's what I'm not saying. <laughs> we're going up. No, not not stamping that in yet. It was yeah. all hypothetical points. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm going to move on to other areas of the pitch in a second, but the last point I wanted to say to close up the attack, and I think Lee mentioned what would have happened if Cullen didn't get injured, <clears throat> and it's just this thought just hit my head. Really, I'm thinking, did Steve Cooper plan to make this formation change earlier, with the likes of Morris coming in, Ariola coming in, Whitaker's spent more time out on the wing than he has as a striker. So I think Morris, especially with his pace, like, and he was the one that was coming on a lot more after the new signings. When 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 he came in, he was the one that was being used. I got a feeling he was going to go for that formation earlier, but then with Morris getting injured, Routledge and Cullen getting injured, he was kind of forced into sticking sticking with the five for what looked like in the end too long, which maybe he was fully aware of stuff needed to change, but was kind of backed into a corner and then the bad spell was the result of that maybe 
just just a thought process that's just gone through my head. Maybe there's something we can discuss at the end of the season <clears throat> in a little bit more detail. But moving on to, I just want to focus on the defence a little bit and specifically Freddie Woodman's contribution in goal. What did we make of the defence and Freddie Woodman then? Start with you this time, Lee. Yeah, class. The, we said the other day, I mean, the back sort of three, the two centre-halves and the goalkeeper were were solid. Um, Woodman, I know a lot of people criticise him in the season saying he needs to go and um, and he wasn't up to standard, but I thought he was class. Like, that's why he was uh, showing what he, what he can do when he is on form. On that note, though, uh, yeah. before we carry on, like, we don't know nothing about football, but apparently um, people tweeting Woodman needs to go <laughs> uh, is, 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 you know, that's good good call, that is. Good call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. carry on. Then, Sorry, uh, I just needed to get that. Well, yeah, no, well, Guihi and uh, Cabango, to be fair, the, the pair of them in a big game with their age as well. That's why I thought you might play Bennett just to have one sort of older head in a big game. But they were absolutely class. They didn't look their age, did they? They were, they were absolutely solid. I was so impressed with those two. I couldn't pick... I, I struggled how they picked Guihi as man-match because it could have been both of them, really. For me, either one of them two would have done. So, yeah, it was class all round. Yeah. For me, surprised that Bennett didn't start, but same thing as what you, one of you said earlier about Connor Roberts. Um, Kabango coming in, you can't even question it now because he had such a good game. And I think I agree a little bit there. I'm not, I don't know if I would have picked Gihi as man of the match. He had a really good match, but I think Kabango was like a tight and at the back. I think he had a much better, not much better game, but out of the two of them, I would have gone with Kabango. Um, Alex, what, what do you think about Woodman then and Woodman. the defence? You know, I, fantastic. I, I, I said to you on Tuesday that personally, my man of the match, I would have given it to Jamal Lowe personally. But, you know, any of the defenders, you can't really, can't really argue with it. Yeah. In this case, it was key. But Woodman was fantastic. And, you know, we again, with him, we have been quite critical of him in times justifiably so. But, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't really pick anything out in particular. Yeah. Like, he really did turn up. <laughs> and I know he's young. Well, he's not... How old is he? I'm not really too sure. Yeah, he is quite young. And I think a lot of people forget how young he is. And then they criticise him. Oh, he should be doing this. He should be doing that. But he's he's still not the finished article. And people need to remember that. All the ones, you know, tweeting Woodman out, this, that and the other. 24, yes. 24, you know, he's still got a long way to go. And especially for a goalkeeper, you know, being in the game for quite a lot longer than most of the other players. So yeah. he's still got a lot of, you know, he's, he's got a lot of time. And if we stick with uh, Woodman, I really don't think it'd be a problem for us at all, personally. Yeah, um, yeah. like you said about he's had stick and he has deserved criticism, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we have 100%, 100%. also given him criticism on this channel but never once said like Woodman out, for example. That's He's a 24-year-old goalkeeper, that's young for a goalkeeper. He's got to make mistakes sometimes and the reason he's been sent to the championship is to make mistakes and learn from them. That's literally why yeah. he's here. That is the reason he is in our club. So, And as a, as a goalkeeper, your mistakes get noticed more than yeah. anywhere else on the field. So you're going to get more criticism. But yeah. you've just got to remember that. And the fans as well, they've got to remember that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to highlight, before I come to you, Sam, Woodman's one major contribution. He had a really good game overall, but there was one major contribution. And you guys mentioned he kind of made it difficult for himself and then redeemed himself instantly. But he made a double save. So he palms away the ball that goes to falls to... Was it DK that falls to? Uh, DK's basically got a score. He's uh, got the net in front of him. Woodman's on the floor, the other side of the net. But he literally gets back up. He just desire to get... Maybe the fact he could have dealt with the first the first shot better, but he gets there, he makes the double save. And it was a fantastic double save. It was uh, Barnsley's big chance, according to the stats. And they missed it because of Woodman's save. Okay, so... Yeah, that was a massive save for Woodman, uh, for me. So, Sam, what do you make of the defence in Woodman? Yeah, um, much the same, really. I mean, the things I've really found with Woodman, I've been I've been in his corner most of the year because a couple of the boys on our chat, Alex and I, there. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. One in particular. One in particular, is. Garen, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> up yours. Um, but, yeah. Um, get it, get him on. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> well, he's been on our show a couple of times. We'll have a boxing but, um, match on the Swans cast now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> my my main two issues with him, even though I've been. One like in his corner, I've been 
hasn't really come out for crosses enough. I don't think he comes off his line enough. And his kicking at times has been questionable, to say the least. Yeah. But I think on Monday, both of those things... Like, he was a sweeper-keeper. Yeah. Monday, and he did it brilliantly. Like, he, he honestly did not put a foot wrong. Other than making it hard for himself when he made the double save. Which, yeah, can you really call that doing something wrong? Redeemed himself Absolutely straight away, that. didn't he? Yeah. So. Um, in terms of the, the defence, I think... We touched on it earlier how Bennett was dropped and that sort of was a surprise. But I can see exactly why he did it. Because if if you look at DK, him and Cabango are sort of in the same build, the same mould. Like, they're both big, strong lads. Like And, and I mean, Ben is a strong player, but... yeah. Would he have would he have coped with with DK? I mean, I think he committed yeah, like legs. didn't commit eight or nine fouls. I'm like, ah, then he did. Yeah, he didn't get booked once. Uh, yeah, um, so he's so physical, and I think Cabango and Gurry, to be fair, but mainly Cabango. I feel like that was the big battle uh, between the yeah. between those two, particularly in the first half, and he dealt with him so well because he's run riot in the championship since yeah. he came in January. Yeah, so you're right. I think um, Cabango for me he was brought in especially because the way Barnsley play. Obviously, DK being the head of that. They press you very high. They don't give you any time. They're very physical. They lump it up, get out of their own half, push all their team up upfield to try win the second balls or whatever the third balls. Just win it back up the other side of the pitch. That's how they play. So I think Cabango was there. Maybe the youth a little bit more mobility, the strength and that sort of thing over maybe Bennett. Not saying he wouldn't have coped with it, but there was a couple of balls that went through the middle, and um, Bennett's probably not getting back in that circumstance, to be honest. As much as we rate him and he's had a good season. That's not his strength. So, good call by Cooper, to be fair. I didn't see it coming, but a very good call, and Cabango has justified his inclusion. Okay, so last point from this match I want to highlight on, and it's kind of one that we touched on the other day that I thought was a good conversation, and that's just Horahan in midfield. So I thought the midfield in general had a really good game. Grimes was fantastic uh, again, felt done again. Both doing their individual jobs, like as we would expect, done them very well. But Horahan, I'm still lost, really, to... Does he know his role? Like, what is his role? He's not really playing as a 10, which I would expect, whether that's down to Cooper or not, whatever. But then, for me, it doesn't suit the flat three, so I'm just a bit confused about him. His contribution is not on par with the other two midfielders. So, yeah, what have you got to say on Horahan and Alex? I'm going to start with talking about Selina, if I'm going to be honest with you, because towards the end of his time, yeah, I know it's a strange place to start, but towards the end of his time with us, he wanted to play out wide. I couldn't tell you why, I don't know why. He was much better down the middle. He was much better where Horahan is now. And I feel like if we had a player like Selina rather than Horahan in that position he's in, with IU and lower wide, we'd be far more effective going forward because Horahan, he just went missing. He was neither here nor there. He was, wasn't really there going forward. He's not interested in tracking back. I know, you know, I talk about Selena. He probably wouldn't have been as interested, but going forward, he would pick the ball up and he's got the feet. But I just don't, I don't think Horahan was the answer. And I don't think he will be come um, come Saturday. Either. Yeah, I think it's maybe Cooper rather than like Selena wanting to play wide because obviously you've got Jan Dander there as well. And even when Jan Dander yeah. does start, he doesn't play him in that role. He plays him in the flat three. So... I just think Cooper's not really a fan of having that 10. The last time we really saw it, it was like, like Gibbs White. Maybe he just doesn't trust the players. I don't know. I think they, they did have a fall now, Selena and um, Cooper, which is why you know, we ended yeah. up leaving. But I, I don't want to talk about Selena for too long because he's not he's an yeah, old yeah, player. Yeah. But I, it was just a comparison I was thinking about over, over the week now. I was thinking, well, probably that would have been a player that would be more suited to how how we were playing because we needed that sort of outlet rather yeah. than having a player like Horahan who was sort of he was in the grey area, wasn't really tracking back, didn't really look interested at times. And he was quite disappointing for me, to be honest with you. Not um, saying he hasn't got the quality, not at all. Yeah, no, definitely. He's quite definitely far, got he's the quality. quality don't, get to the, don't get to the Prem if you're not a good player, do you? And no, exactly. He, he was good for Barnsley, good for Villa. He has been good for us, let's be honest. He's got some good goals. Yeah. But um, I don't know. There's just something, the Capri finger on it. Uh, Sam? Um, yeah, I mean, I said to you, Luke, didn't I, before we came on, I think everyone in that team was a nine or a ten, even um, yeah. on on Monday. Harham was like six at best, probably. He was just—I mean, for for the last month or so, I felt like he's got nothing but his dead ball. But our corners were genuinely horrific oh, on, uh, on well, Monday. Short, our our corners, pretty much. All our, short. I thought, yeah, but I felt like our corners were 
their attacking opportunities. Yeah, well, they yeah, exactly. Taken. We were lucky not to end up in our own box from our own corner. Yeah, there was like yeah, three of them running they forward. Us. Yeah. A couple of times they caught us out from our own corner. Yeah, that was quite scary. Um, no, you're right. I think like if you're going to have him on a pitch, dead ball specialist and all that, why are you taking a shot at that point? Surely you need him to get it on Cabango's head. Like, well, I, I don't know. They, I don't think that's his fault necessarily, but they're obviously working on routines there. But maybe that's uh, I don't know who does the corner routines in the club, but I don't know. Maybe they need to look at that. Um, anyway, Lee, while we're on Horahan, but let's transition as well into like the next leg, looking ahead. What sort of uh, what are we looking for in the next leg then, in terms of the team? Do we stick to get stick with the same team because it's a winning team, or does the formation potentially change, go a bit more robust with five at the back? Any personnel change? Like does Horahan drop out? If we're saying that maybe he was the one that didn't show up as well as the others. I don't know. I don't. I was a bit. I was a bit on the fence when I on Tuesday, and I still am. I don't know what he does in terms of in terms of changes. Horahan, I I don't know. I just I I like you. I don't know where I sit with him. It's a bit it's a bit of a strange one, because I think you've got to keep him on the pitch. Because I think he's always got something in the locker, just in case. Like like with Ayu, but maybe not as regularly. Like if you know he could always come up with a magical goal somewhere or a free kick in the right position, then I think you always got to have him on the field. But we looked at it before, didn't we, about the stats, which, and I know I hate looking at stats, I absolutely can't stand it, but it did actually back up when we were talking about that. He doesn't measure up to the other two when he plays in, plays in the midfield three, whoever whoever the other two are. Yeah. He, he hasn't got the same work rate. He doesn't get in the same areas. Spoiler, so, I don't know. same for this game we have looked. Oh, it's just exactly the same. Yeah, and it seems to be a trend that, you know, the other two are putting their foot in or they're getting forward or they're doing something and he's... You know he's not defending, and he's not—he's not—he doesn't seem to be getting forward. So I—I yeah. I don't know what what he's being asked to do. Um, but yeah, in terms of the in terms of the next game, I think he's got to keep it the same. I'll yeah, I'll go with that for now. But if you ask me tomorrow, I'll probably got a different uh, a different answer. But yeah, I think you've got to keep it the same. I think they played that well, and if they play like that again on uh, on Saturday, they'll they'll go through if they can obviously match that performance. Um, whether he'd be tempted to, uh, I don't know, bring in Connor Roberts maybe and go a bit more attacking early to get a get, to get an early goal and kill it. Um, yeah, I think uh, if it was me, I'd be going same same eleven. Sam, uh, we're changing the formation. We're sticking the same. What are we doing? I stick exactly the same. I know I said Haraham was disappointing, but I think I I just keep him in. I would now. I like he, he was disappointing, but I wouldn't say he was necessarily. Terrific, you know what I mean? Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't bad enough to drop. It was just. Yeah. It was more a fact that like he was average, and everybody else went above and beyond. Um, so yeah, I I'd st- I I keep it the same. To be fair, I think. Uh, yeah, I I mean we were def- we were too much for them. I think, and I can't see them coming at us in any other way because that that's how they played all season. Um, so I can't see them changing it for one game. No, they're not going to change. That's how the manager played since he's come in. That's literally what's got them to the playoffs. So I can't see mm. a change from Barnsley. Maybe just a well, they probably will change is maybe the strikers because they have interchange. They got six strikers, and they do swap them in and out. So whether DK doesn't play, I don't know about that. But or Woodrow, but I think at least one of them maybe, and then subs earlier than maybe what they made in that game. But yeah, Alex, what do you think then about the team? Yeah, no, don't change your winning team in it, but it's, it's, it's that cliche. But uh, I think, thinking about Horahan, I think with him, I think it was the attitude that he's on loan. He had that typical, I'm on loan attitude, and next season I'm not going to be here, so what difference does it really make? I know Villa are safe, so, you know, if we go up, we go up, but I'm going to be in the Premier League next year anyway. I think that was his attitude, but I wouldn't change the team because, you know, I don't know what they're working on in training now, and from now up until Saturday so you don't know what they're working on he could come out a completely different player hopefully yeah. he does and you know we'll give that 10 out of 10 performance but you don't you don't change your winning team yeah no I think I think well, maybe you're right you need a score three more on Saturday now you want yeah yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> for me I think like uh, I don't know if Bennett might come in potentially Harsh to drop Cabango though. I I feel like I feel like Ben it would be a substitute, uh, probably like a a, a last minute substitute just to keep us in the game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, But then I don't really know what else. I don't know. Like maybe he will go five, bring Connor Roberts in instead of Liam Cullen if that was the case. I think, and uh, 
I don't know. It, it seems on paper like it's more defensive, but then we, you know, I was our assists all season have been coming from the wing back, so just to change it up might catch Barnsley off guard a little bit because they're expecting the same. Uh, they 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 set up and plan to play against the same, and then we change it. Maybe it's a little bit of chess, a little bit of chess mind games, if you like. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I I can't predict it to be honest. The only the only one for me though. I was surprised that. Uh... Cooper didn't go to a back five in the last sort of, 10 15 minutes. Yeah. We were 1 0 up, just close it out. I was just crying, just bring on Connor Roberts, go to the back five and see the game out. But what, what do I know? But yeah, I think if, if we get another goal, if we get another goal now on Saturday, 100% we'll see that back five, maybe even sooner than for the last 10 minutes, maybe the last 20 minutes, we'll see that back five. See yeah, it at half time like... if we go 1 0 up in the first half. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably true, to be fair. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see on that one. Um, interesting, very interesting okay, so the other thing I want to touch on ahead of the next match I think this is a big important thing to discuss and that's just the return of fans to the Liberty Stadium so last time we discussed the ballot hadn't been done, but have any of you been lucky enough to get a ticket? Lee? Dim nothing for me well, I was also not lucky enough not to get a ticket. <laughs> no. Oh, never. I didn't try. But, uh, no. Uh, Sam, no, no luck. Uh, I'm not a season ticket holder, unfortunately. Yeah, same me either. But, um, all right, fair enough. Uh, two things I want to speak about. The, the more positive one, we went a little bit mad on pushing this the other day, but I think whoever it is going to the game is very important that you really do back the boys, be that 12th man, and, you know, you have been there for a year. So all that energy you stored up, for the last year, let it all out. Get the songs going for ninety minutes, not just the first ten, and uh, and just make that atmosphere bounce in for ninety minutes. Like you haven't screamed or shouted for a year, so come home without a voice, basically, and and push them through to get to Wembley. Uh, I guess you could all, you'd all agree with that. You know, I'm sure we'd all be wanting yeah, to do definitely. the same if we were there. Hundred percent, simple as that. So and for the those ones... ten and your tickets on, you waited so long. Yeah. Don't, don't oh, that, yeah. that was my second point. That was my second yeah. point. So I just wanted to say, right, if you are selling your ticket on, then just just don't renew your season ticket next don't year. Bother. Like, don't bother. You'd probably be lucky even if the club allow you to renew your season ticket, and that's like the least of what you deserve. So come at me all you like. I don't care. But I'm not being funny. There's been a pandemic. You know, 3,000 fans in a stadium where people have not been able to go for a year and, you know, there's a lot of, like, things gone on. People have been not dealing with the situation very well. There's something. This is something that people are happy about or excited about and you could have taken that ticket off someone and they're absolutely gutted to not be able to go. And then to see them selling it, you know, I just think it's disgusting, really. It's taking advantage of uh, such an awful situation and... I I don't care. Come at me like I just think that's 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 the way it is. And breathe. You had that one bottled up in you. Yeah. Has <laughs> anyone else got anything to say on that while we're here? Because I think it's a big thing. No. Yeah. I, just, I was just thinking. Sorry. I just, I'm just no, thinking boy. about you know we were, we me and Sam spoke briefly in an episode about AFTV Arsenal fan TV and you know what with Claude we you know assume now it was a suicide but he was some. He was so passionate about football. Football was his, his release. And to see our fans, you know, we've been lucky enough to have that opportunity to sell it on for a couple more yeah. quid or whatever. And there are fans who have been genuinely waiting and have been agonising over a fact, over the fact that they could go back and, you know, finally get their life back to normal. I think it's just, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's really pathetic. Just as a warning as well, it came from a ballot, and I'm pretty sure it's maybe potentially illegal that uh, you can sell your ticket after coming from a ballot in that in that circumstance. I, I'm pretty sure it says on the ticket, like, this is non-transferable in any format. So good luck to the person if you are buying a ticket as well, getting into the stadium. Just good luck, you know, if you want to waste your money, go yeah, for exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. If you're buying it, you just... Just don't entertain it. it. The right thing to do yeah. is to just report that person to the club and they should get a season ticket removed. That's probably the best thing for for the team, for the supporters. You know, we want people in the stadium that want to be there, not want to be there to make a profit. So. 100%. Yeah. You two got anything to say? I was only going to say, it got a bit... Uh... It, it got a bit heated on Twitter, like people who didn't get one and people who did get one, you know. I think 
there'd be pressure on whoever's going like you said like make sure you sing and that and i saw like you know like i think it was southampton that there was this like sky but there's uh like a like a shot in the crowd and they were all on their phone weren't they and it was uh went yeah. viral it's like you waited a year to get in and you're all on the phone so god help anyone if like the swans lose and there's a clip of them like sitting down god almighty they'll be crucified nah, like, enjoy yourself guys we wouldn't say in terms of like a threat no i know i'm only joking i'm only joking but like <laughs> threat <laughs> we're not going to be on your backs if you're pictured sitting down or on your phone i just mean like you know use the opportunity to try and push us to Wembley. yeah yeah, just yeah. trying to say, try to be the twelfth man as much as possible, just to help us get through more than anything. The whole yeah, selling the tickets sucks. on is a different thing. I'm not like, you know, you could people can go and enjoy themselves in a football match without having to sing and shout, but um, selling your ticket on is is a different kettle of fish altogether in terms yeah. of. Uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be class just to see fans in the Liberty though. Finally, yeah. just yeah, to actually will. see fans. In I it. just want to hear them when I'm watching it on the telly. That's what I want. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Over the commentary. The, the real fans, yeah. yeah. Not the fake, not the fake one. Yeah. The fake in scenarios doesn't it the same as the voice? No, 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 it's not the same. <laughs> that just reminds me of FIFA, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look, okay, we'll uh, look to move on. We'll end the video now. We've uh, touched on most things I wanted to touch on. A little bit shorter than what we did last time, unfortunately. We don't have the same amount of time allocated tonight to we can all fit in. So it is what it is. We'll be back after the game, though, obviously, to we'll discuss to that. Do, uh, and, uh, we'll have to do quick-fire predictions. Yeah, I was going to say, to, to round it all up, I want to get everyone's predictions for both games. Um, bearing in mind the original result, then we'll be able to work out who you think is going to the final. So, we'll start with the guests. So, Sam, both games. Uh, I'd, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Bournemouth win. So, that's 3-1 in aggregate, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Swans win. Oh, so massive 3-0 aggregate. Who's yeah, scoring for Swans? Um, I'm going to go for Are You? And I tell you what, I know we slayed it in, but we'll go for Horahan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just Maybe it's written in the stars, eh? Alex? Uh, for us, I think I think I said it was a one-all or a two-one. Either or makes no difference to me. I, I'd take either. Um, I think we'll have... I think IU will score again. I fancy Cabango, to be honest with you. I fancy Cabango to get a goal. Cabango. Uh, if it is 2-1. Yeah. Cabango, there we are, yeah. Um, for the assist. Bournemouth game, uh, I think Bournemouth will go through. I think I think that'll finish one all. to be honest with you, because I do think Brentford have got a goal in them. I'd be shocked if they don't score a goal. Yeah, yeah. and I will. 100%. Over so legs, I, like... But I do fancy Bournemouth. Okay. So you think you're calling Swans Bournemouth, both of you, Lee? And then I don't care who wins that one. I just want to go to Wembley. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I hope we can go to Wembley if we do get there. I don't know how they're going to do the tickets on that one. Keep that on for another day. Yeah. Yeah. It's another podcast, that is. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, what I said back in like March, and I said Swans Brentford playoff final. So I'm gonna go two nil Brentford. Turn it around. And I'm going to go one all in the Swans game. I think we'll score. As I said the other day we'll score early, um, and then Barnsley will score. Sort of 20 minutes left, and it'll be the most horrific last 20 minutes ever. <laughs> just hanging in there. That's what I think it's going to be like. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we just wrap it up in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah that's my goal for and uh, Swans Brentford final. I'm going to say uh, it's going to be three one Swans. There's going to be um, oh, someone scoring goals. from outside the box, you know, with uh, finesse. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen with the second goal but um, they're going to get one back and then when we just need to put the icing on the cake they'll have the goalkeeper up for a corner and then uh, the ball's going to come out and Horahan's going to be running up the wind fall over, but kick the ball and it's going to go in the net but uh, I don't know where I'm on I'm Prattley style yeah I think I'm, I think I'm just it's almost as if we've seen it before I know, I, I don't know where I might have seen that before uh, <laughs> yeah no, in, all, in all seriousness I'm going to say one all I, yeah I think uh I don't know what I said last time. Probably changing my mind all the time. But I think it's going to be hard. <laughs> and we don't tend to score loads of goals. So, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a nervous 90 minutes again. So I'm going to say one all. And I'm going to say Connor Roberts is going to score. There we are. Done it. See what happens. Yeah, right. So before we go then, guys, thanks for coming on for a second time, even though one of them is only, only one of them is going out because the other one 
I'm just talking to myself in the video, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but would you like to remind like everyone that's... where they can find you on your social media and your podcast? I'm taking yeah. away. Uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having us. We've enjoyed. It's been fun. Um, we're on Spotify, Send Them Off Podcast. We're on Apple, Amazon, all that. Wherever you can find a podcast, we're probably on there. Um, YouTube site, uh, it's just search Send Them Off Podcast. Instagram at send him off podcast and then our Twitter is at send him off pod C one. Okay. Well, well, thank you very much. And thanks Lee for coming on. Uh, just a quick bit from us. Obviously don't forget to subscribe. We will have more playoff stuff coming. Hopefully we will anyway. We'll have at least one more, whether that's, uh, there's more after that depends on the result. But, um, obviously then we look ahead to maybe the summer we've got the euros there's uh, a couple of things going on so we'll try and get some stuff sorted for that we have just um got our content put onto a new app called fan hub so feel free to download that all our stuff will be featured on there um so yeah check that out i did tweet about it yesterday so have a look at that and as always follow us on twitter that's our most active social media we're also on instagram and facebook uh, and spotify as well for our podcasts and on that note shall see you in the next video thanks for watching and have a good day thank you for watching don't forget if you enjoyed the video to click the like button to help us grow to keep up to date with all of our new uploads hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos as always engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today and if you want to support us directly check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor related t-shirts sports social podcast network the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.